And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to Red Side Trent, where we look to preview the Brentford game at the weekend, as well as reflect on the news of the profit and sustainability charges that we're facing. Uh, delighted to welcome Reese Lane as usual and Alex Oates. Alex, you well? I'm um, all right, mate. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. Reese, good. Yes, good, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah all good, mate. I mean. We're gonna we'll dive straight into the financial fair play stuff first of all, chaps, because it is a hot topic. Um, I just did. I just wanted your thoughts both both on it. I know Reese, we spoke loads on the pod about um about whether it's gonna come or not, and what what about deductions? Maybe not quite on the pod, maybe in the group chat more so. But what's your initial thoughts on it all? Because it's, there's obviously a lot of different opinions across all social media. I think it was kind of clear really once it was coming with the rumblings and then especially with us appointing a lawyer you know um, I know you kind of think a worst case scenario but if there is something to answer for then you think well let's get him in let's get him in and get him ready to go really so I mean it, it, it is what it is now I mean really we're, we're kind of left in the dark aren't we we don't know what the punishment's going to be the, the positive is, is we're kind of really a sideshow to Everton, aren't we? They're like the main whipping boys and we're just like, oh, and it's Forrest as well. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, we can talk all day about the rules of this and that and the, the crap and all this, but the rules are the rules, unfortunately. The Premier League clubs voted for these rules and you've got to abide by them, I'm afraid, because if you don't, then this is what this is what is going to happen with an independent regulator on the horizon. You know, they're going to, to show the teeth and look to basically, you know, punish sides. And, you know, we've fallen foul and there is, you know, arguments what we can put forward. Obviously, there's a Johnson 
um, trying to put that sale onto last year's accounts. And there's a few other bits and bobs because we're, we're doing two years of championship money in that three-year cycle. So we'll have to see. Uh, the positive is we've got one of the best lawyers on the job, haven't we? So that is a positive having him in his corner. But it's just a waiting game, really. Yeah. Alex, what's your initial thoughts on it? And do you, do you feel aggrieved at all towards the ownership at all? Not not towards the ownership. Um, it, it, there's a lot of vitriol towards him online. You know, it's irresponsible, this, that and the other. <laughs> Should it have happened? No, not under sort of anyone's watching the Premier League. But if the club has had a thought-out plan of... Um, earning the most from that Johnson sale, there's there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to gain that extra income. Because it, it's not a small amount we're talking about. You know, it's, it's 12 and a half million quid at the end of the day. Um, Brentford can come in with whatever silly low offer they normally come in with. Um, but yeah, we waited for a deal and we've, we've ultimately been punished for it. Um, the last couple of days, I'm... I'm bored of hearing about it to be honest <laughs> i just want to want to crack on with the football side of things and i think i think nuno's in the same boat um i watched a press press conference today um he was sort of not avoiding every question but the the bloke just wants to talk about football and you can sort of understand that and i think that's where a lot of us fans are now it's it's down to the the playing staff and coaching staff to sort of uh dig us out of a mess that the backrooms cause yeah, I know it's like news, news like to to potentially affect the team, but it's a bit unfair to ask a manager about like what they think. They've been, he's been in the job about two weeks or whatever. It's absolutely mental, really, when you think about it. But Reese, do you think, regardless, even if safe, safe, the worst comes to worst, and we get a points deduction, do you still think, do you still kind of think we'll survive and 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 crack on, or do you think it'll be fairly tight going forward? I mean, just on the managers thing, yeah, I agree. Um... I mean, you only have to look at Gareth Southgate nowadays, England manager, whenever he's got a press conference, it's all about off-the-field politics stuff. Half, most of it is that. Um, we don't really see much about the football nowadays, do we? It was all about the One Love armband and the Wembley um, arch being lit up in Israel's colours and all sorts of stuff he's had to contend with. And it's obviously now the same with Nuno today. I mean, he, he's just a football manager, isn't he? He's a financial advisor. So... Um, it all depends what, you know, the deduction is, really. Um, if it is a deduction, that is. You know, at the minute, it is just a referral to an independent committee, an independent panel, whatever you want to call them. They'll obviously go over it. Uh, we'll put our defence forward, obviously, with the lawyer, DeMarco, and then it's up to them to decide what's what. It might just be a fine, um, which is like, you'd probably say slap on the wrist, wouldn't you? A fine. It might be, you know, it might be one point, Two points, three points, six points, ten points. We we've no idea, you know. Mm. Um, so until that happens, mate, it, it's a hard question to answer. Um, we're obviously hoping it's just kind of a fine and a slap on the wrist. But if it was anything like the ten points, what Everton got, then would be in major, major trouble for me. Yeah, I mean, the the, the thing that puzzles me is it's. It's the fact that we we we're in completely different goalposts. Everyone else, mm. whereas we can lose sixty one million, majority of the Premier League can lose the hundred and five. You've got the odd the odd the odd few teams who've got two seasons under the belt now, like Brentford and and Fulham and Burnley and, and people like that. Bournemouth, I think, fall under that bracket. But like we, I know we've thrown a lot of 
mud at the wall and hope a lot of it's stuck with with transfers and that. And that is probably the one thing I do think Maranakis and like Maranakis Jr. are getting a lot of stick for, like players like Jesse Lingard and John Joe Shelby, and it's coming out of all the wages, isn't it? That's that's the only the issue that you do have to give. You have to do you have to say like the ownership have to hold accountability. Yeah, but at least they have at least they had a go. Do you know what I mean? Like I think a lot yeah, of I mean, most fans the, are saying the rules are well intended. I think they've been in place for about ten years now, but the football's changed so much in ten years. I mean, you look at. 10 years ago and for say 50 million we spent well if obviously all the clauses came into action 45 million on Gibbs White who's a young up and coming player 10 years ago that would probably buy you like you know I think Fernando Torres probably went 12 years ago maybe for 50 million and he was the, one of the best strikers in the Premier League at that point for example so the game's moved on so why them rules are well intended the fact that they're not changed at all you know they do need to change going forward but you know the rules are the rules and it's just one of them things. I mean, I mean, we, I think most Forest fans like with this, like the Lingard signing. We all kind of said at the time, it what was it five million in wages? That's kind of nothing for Premier League. I think most people probably lapped up up that signing. If I'm going to be honest, it was a kind of a signing one to oh, we're kind of back here. We are. We're back after 23 years. There has been money wasted on other areas, but you know, it's all in hindsight, isn't it? Um, you know, it's easy to say this money's been wasted, that money's been wasted when. You know, obviously now we're going to possibly face charges, but you can, it's just striking that balance, isn't it? We could have probably spent, what we spent in total, 250 million maybe. See, we could have probably spent, say, 50 million less at 200 million, and that's, I'd say, pretty ambitious, and we would have been in the guidelines. So there's no real excuses for me. We should should know what the guidelines are and the fact we've fallen foul of them. You know, it, it, it is poor accountancy, I'm afraid. Let's get a last word on yourself, Alex, before we move on. And do you think do you think we'll survive comfort- comfortably still, or do you think it'll be a tough one? Um, I was talking to a mate who's an Everton fan on Twitter earlier. Um, I don't think we could have handpicked a better Premier League season to potentially have a points deduction. We, <laughs> if, the, if this was last year, I, I at this point, I'd probably be preparing for a Championship season already next season. Um, but the 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 bottom two specifically are poor. They are really poor. Um, Luton seem to have a bit more, a bit more guile about him, a bit more fight about him. Um, and again, that's credit to Rob Jones to what he's doing there. He's doing a fantastic job. I wish it um, was Rob Jones. It's Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards, <laughs> not Rob jo- oh, That's the referee. His name's, not, his name's not left my head for. Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, that's for another. That's for another day. Um, yeah, Rob Edwards. Sorry. Um, oh, I'm in the dark here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think even if you take ten points, uh, that will put us what second bottom, and it's six behind Luton currently. Are they on sixteen? Yeah. Um, I think it's achievable. Um, we, we've seen the last couple of weeks that we we've got the ability to beat top sides. You know, go away to Newcastle. Um, a place where a place where City went behind and had to come from behind to win, um, and made it look less comfortable than we did. And now I'm not comparing us to City, never in a million years, but those, those sort of lines. Um, and beating Man United at home for the first time in my lifetime, um, you know, it, it, great occasions. And there's there's nothing Nuno hasn't said or done so far that indicates that that won't continue to happen and, and can't continue to happen. We just need need injuries and AFCON to end. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully, Musa Niakate actually recovered from that that slight potential injury he had. I think he just went off yeah. with precaution, hopefully. And, and it seems like Tywo could be back within a couple of weeks, hopefully amongst the group. But just before we move on, Alex, I've, I've already spoke to Reese about this on the pod. Um, it looks like Mangala's going to go. It looks like Renz are going to start the bidding war between themselves, Napoli and Juventus. Um, what, what what do you make on, on that? And, then, and where do you think, where would you like the money invested? I like Mangala. Um, I, I really do. I think he's a, a comfortable ball player. Um, however, he does have his limitations defensively. Uh, his defensive awareness is not great. Um, but I've, I've seen the uh, Stad Rene. Uh, yeah. They've they've put in an option to obligation to buy for twenty five million euros. Um, we've got is it nine million to pay left? On I'm not sure Some, on the somewhere details. Along those lines. Um, but if we can recoup 25 million euros for him, yeah, if he's not in Nuno's plans, I, th- I think it's good money. Um, but I, I, I do think we need we need a goalkeeper and personally another left winger. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it doesn't look like we're going to go for a goalkeeper from what I've read. Um, but we'll yeah. get into the, we'll get into actual football now. So Forrest heads to the G Tech for the fir- for the 5:30 kickoff on Saturday night football. It's the return of Ivan Tony, coincidentally, though I do think he will be playing in the FA Cup replay, potentially. Uh, Reese, um, it couldn't have been better timing for the Sky cameras, could it? Yeah, I think it was Christian, wasn't it, who said um, it's like as if it was kind of lined up, wasn't it, really? Um, yeah. I don't think he's playing tonight, mate. No, he isn't in the squad, so it's his no. first game. No, just checking that. Yeah, it's kind of lined up, isn't it, for his big return and all their fans can sing Hey Jude and after he scored the winner and Sky can wax lyrical of how good it is. But um, it's something we're going to have to deal with. You know, it's going to give them a boost because he's definitely their best player. You know, he's a really good, you know, striker at this level. You know, he would have been an England international had he not had this ban. Um, Some might say harshly. Um, So, obviously, we've got to be wary of him. but um, yeah, we'll have to see. Hope, hopefully, I know he has been. He's apparently scored a few goals anti behind closed doors, friendly against B teams. But you know, scoring against them and the match sharpness to the Prem is a lot different. So uh, hopefully, he'll be a little bit rusty, and we can, um, you know, obviously keep him quiet. But we can't just worry about him. We've got to put. We've got to impose ourselves on the games. Brentford are in. I won't. Not going to say three four, but really struggling at the minute. So you know. They'll be at home. I imagine they'll be favourites with the bookies. Um, so the pressure will be on them to put on a good performance at home and beat us. So we've mm. got to go there, impose ourselves on the game and come away with a positive result. And I think we can do that if, if we play how we did at Newcastle. Yeah, well, Ivan Tony's not playing Murillo, has he, Alex? <laughs> um, no, and I, I wouldn't want to either. Um Stride for stride, pace-wise, I think Murillo's got him. It's his, it's Ivan Tony's aerial presence um, mm. that worries me. Murillo's not poor in the air, don't get me wrong, um, but partnering with Worrell, um, who's also not brilliant aerially, um, he's prone to a few lapses in concentration. Um, but I, I think Murillo could do a job on him. Um, Again, strength-wise, pace-wise, with Brentford currently, if you can manage to keep Tony quiet without Burmo, Wissa, um, 
I, I think we could have we could have success there, and why why not bring home three points? Yeah, I mean, so uh, unfortunately we couldn't get a Brentford fan to do the preview as we would normally, but they've lost their last five games in a row. They're missing Rico Henry, Brian and Buermo, Johan Visser, Aaron Hickey, Josh De Silva, and Christopher Ayer, who are like who are all pretty much starters, or at least definitely like players that you bring off the bench on a regular basis, Reese. I mean, this is as good a time as, as to play them as when we when we went to Crystal Palace earlier in the season, I'd say. Yeah, and what did we do at Palace? We let oh, we should have we should have we should have won. Yeah, we should have won, mate. Um with respect to Steve, as much as I love the guy, I think if it, that game was under Nuno, we would have won with what I've seen so far. As, as I know it is early days, but yeah, that was a game we should have won, mate, really. You know, you look at that game, the looting game, probably I think it's a two, wouldn't you, really? I mean, mm. the Burnley one, you could say as well, but we were actually quite poor that night and Burnley probably deserved to win on the night, really. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess I guess so. It's just, like I said in the last comment, it's that boost of Tony coming back. They need it. Because, you know, like you've just said, Adam, was it five defeats in a row? They failed to beat 10-man Wolves at home in the FA Cup. Obviously, that replay is going on tonight. So, you know, hopefully tonight they'll get another defeat. Obviously, travelling midweek as we are. Um, so, we'll have to see. But they have got, they have got, you know, they've been at the Premier League. Is it the third year, I think, now at this level into yeah. Brentford? Yeah. So, they've obviously got good quality players aside from Ivan Tony, And until the last half a dozen games, there was comfortably mid-table really it's just they've had a proper dip haven't they so yeah I mean losing in Buemo is a massive one I mean a massive one for the FPL guys as well because I had him in my team for quite a while and he was a good scorer in Buemo so that's a massive miss for him and obviously this is kind of in and out a bit into but you know they've got Lewis Keane Potter who will um, or Keen Lewis Potter, whatever way round it is, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Keen Lewis Potter. Keen Lewis Potter. You know, he, he he's not really kind of got going as he had to say Premier League, so he'll be wanting if he can get a run in the team to make an impression. So they still have plenty of dangerous players. It's still going to be a tough game. Um, you know, at this level, there's there's good players throughout every squad, isn't there? Really, apart from probably you two in the bottom three, you'd say. Mm, definitely. Um, Alex, it's uh, a chance for back-to-back away wins. Um, the last one, obviously, coming uh, coming back off going to St. James's on Boxing Day and beating them 3-1 for a Chris Wood hat-trick. Um, how do you see us approaching the game? Um, I, I still think it's early days with Nuno, isn't it? Um, it's mm. hard to say whether <clears throat> whether we'll, we'll go there with the sole intention of counter-attacking um, but it, if we're going to win the game on Saturday, I think it's it's going to be won in midfield. Um, you know they've got uh, Norgard, uh, the other Norwegian coming back. Um, I know he played You're the other day. I can't Jan, remember his Jan, name. Jensen and Janel, Jensen, isn't it? Matthias Jensen, yeah. Um, but if we're not going to be water bottle off. Uh, if we're going to have success, I think it's going to come down the wings um, because they've their fullbacks, main fullbacks are out. Um, Hickey on the right, Henry on the left. He's been out for a while. They were playing Godos there. He's away at the Asia Cup, um, so they've been playing Jan to left back. Um, I can't remember who else at right back. Roslev, Roslev. The the only thing is, I I'm not sure Alanga is going to be available. Which is going to be a big miss for us, but you know, Callum getting minutes under his belt, um, he, he's starting to look like 
a Premier League player again. Um, seems to be picking up a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, I, I think the main battle's in midfield. If we can win the midfield battle, um, we'll, well, I think we'll have success. Would you agree with that, Reese, or, or would you would you think any different? Do you think like maybe Brentford might look at it and go, "Well, actually, we might have to play on the counter with with the amount of absence absentees they have." Um, we've we've kind of got to use that to our advantage, don't haven't we? Which is what we didn't really do at Palace. I know we dominated that game, but we didn't do enough. So, like Alex has just said, with you know they've got Hickey and um, Henry out, and know you know Rico Henry's raved about. I know a lot of Brentford fans reckon he should be in the conversation for England. So, you know, to have them two out there starting full-backs and basically having, you know, square pegs in round holes, as a former manager used to say, um, we've got to we've got to have a go at them. I mean, Alanga wasn't really in the training pictures, was he, today um, for the Blackpool game? So I don't know whether that's a case of he's not going to be available for the weekend or it's more of a case we're going to save him for the weekend. So hopefully yeah, he's fair. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully he's fixed. He's a bit. He's a big player for us, you know, up there with his main players at the minute. So we'll have to see. It's going to be. It's going to be an intriguing game because, you know, it's a both. It's a game, really, where I don't think both sides will want to lose. It's kind of why I predicted the draw really on the pod on um, was it Sunday when we did it. Yeah. Um, but we've got to kind of, you know, take the juggler and try and win that game because, as I said again on the pod on Sunday, if we do win at Brentford which we bloody should have done last year until we imploded. It'd be a massive, <laughs> especially with the news this week, it would be a massive put, three points for us. And Nuno's got to kind of do what Everton have done now and kind of create a little bit of a siege mentality and give us that extra, you know, push f- from their push of having Ivan Tony back. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth with that one. Um, Alex, I know Brett, you mentioned it earlier with with Ivan Tony's aerial threat and probably his ability to bring players into play. Do you look? Do you look at like Joe Worrell and more than more than likely Matt Turner being our main weaknesses? Because we we alluded to so many times when we've talked about Matt Turner on this pod about how we got away one with one against Johan Vista at the City Ground where he booted him into the air and they didn't give a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time Turner plays, he worries me. Um, not not to be horrible against the bloke, but I I don't see him as a solid number one. I don't think any Forest fan does. It's not It's not just his kicking. It seems his confidence is on the floor at the minute. Um, and a, a goalkeeper with no confidence is not a great one to have behind a, um, a defence with half a partnership that's barely played this season. Mm. Um, but with Worrell, it's, it, it's hard to say because... We were away at Chelsea earlier on the year, picked up three points there, and he was probably man of the match. Um, but then you, you see different games come on against Luton um, and had an absolute stinker against Adebayo. Again, big aerial threat, strong lad, technically good with his feet, as he showed. Um, and Tony's no different, if not if not better. Um, I, think, I think it'll be a struggle if Frank pins Tony on Worrell. Um, but I'm not sure how they're going to line up. Is it a three up front? They'll go Lewis Potter one side, Tony up front, um, someone on the right. I think they've been playing three five two. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. thought Lewis Potter would partner him maybe or play left wing back himself. To be honest. Yeah, well, like you say, Tony's brilliant at bringing players in into touch with with himself um, and having players playing off him. 
Lewis Potter's a problem. His pace is a problem. Um, but again, I, I think on our right hand side, that's we've got enough there to sort of combat that. Um, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But yeah, Tony is he's a big problem for any central defender in this league, let alone one that's barely played. Yeah, definitely. Reese, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, it's always been the same, hasn't it, with Joe? He's shown that he can play at this level, but it's just what he hasn't shown is he can do it consistently. You know, Alex hit the nail on the head there. The Chelsea game, he was man of the match um, amongst a few others as well who were up there. And and then he kind of then he goes into the looting game where he makes you know an error like he did, um, and, and that's that's the problem at this level. You have to be consistent. You can't have one good game, one bad game. You've got to be out of ten, have eight good games or eight, you know, seven out of tens and be pretty consistent. I'd say Willy Bolly's pretty much that. Who we've had, you know, we picked up what was it two and a half million. You can probably say eight times out of ten he's pretty solid. Um. You know, the, the only caveat I'll give back to Alex's comment on Turner is, to be fair, after he did make the mistake against Manchester United, he could have kind of just gone into his shell and he was coming out for crosses and he actually caught them, to be fair. Um, you know, Vlakadimos was in goal for Blackpool. I'm not sure whether he'll be in goal again tomorrow night, but hopefully, you know, I'm not going to change my opinion. I do think we need a new number, number one. Um, but... You know, if Turner is going to be in goal, hopefully he can take some confidence for the fact that he came back from adversity in that Man U game and got us over the line because it would have been very, very easy for him to have made another mistake and he didn't, to be fair to him. So, you know, you've got to be positive and, you know, hopefully he can, you know, I know his kicking's, I, I can't get away from his kicking, but you just <laughs> kind of hoping that isn't going to, he's got, he's just got to do, I know Nuno wants to play out from the back, but you've just got to do the basics sometime, haven't you? I'd rather him, generally just rather him oof it up the pitch if it means dilly-dallying on the ball because he, if you can't do that just clear your lines for goodness sake because yeah. you can't be you can't be trying to uh, attack splitting pass like he did against Man U and it just get cut out how it did because mm-hmm. he's just not got the confidence to do that with his feet at the minute you know stick to your basics and build from there well, it's the it's the old saying of if, if in doubt, kick it out, isn't it? I mean, yeah, well, ideally I mean, up the pitch, not into the stand. Yeah, I mean, like it's what like Alan Rogers was saying about it breeding confidence throughout the whole side. So yeah, it is definitely an area we have to address at at some point. Where I don't think we'll do it this January. I think I don't think there'll be anyone available that's going to be better without forking out ridiculous amounts of money so but um for, for me i think key is, is is obviously it's going to be gibbs why i think if he can pick up pockets 
of space because I expect Brentford to flood that midfield. I expect them to play a three in there and and have someone sitting and and get, getting Gibbs White on the ball as much as possible is is absolutely key for me. So and and, and hopefully Alanga is fit enough to play because it would be nice to see that front three. But we are going to go into uh, a lineup prediction, Alex. I'm going to put yours up on the screen first, and I'll read it out for for the audio listeners. So you've got a fancy app here, Alex. I mean, me and Reese is, is not as fancy as this, but you've gone for Matt Turner in goal, Gonzalo Montiel at right back, Joe Worrell, Marillo at centre halves, Nuno Tavares at left back, Danilo and Yates in centre mid, Hudson Odoi, Gibbs White, Dominguez on the left in that auxiliary kind of asymmetric. I'm assuming, and and Chris Wood up up top. What what's your What's your thoughts on on that? Especially like Tavares, I look at that and I wonder like how come you've gone with him rather than Toffolo? Um last few games, I, I think against Blackpool, Tavares came on and made a, a good impact going forwards. Granted, against a, a lesser opposition than what Brentford are gonna have. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see how many minutes Toffolo's had in the Nuno, because I don't I don't think it's all that many, is it? He started with Ina um away at Newcastle. Um, and he started again with him at Manchester United at home. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. I believe um, he played against Bournemouth, though, didn't he, Reese? You're on you're on mute, pal. <laughs> yeah, he started against Bournemouth. Wasn't in the squad for Newcastle. Then had four minutes against Manchester United and a half against Blackpool. So, yeah, that's it. Basically. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. That that left back spot for me, it, it will be Toffolo all day. Um, I love the bloke going forward defensively. He, he's just a, a a really solid left back. Um, but Tavares, again, if we're if we're looking to play on the counter attack against Brentford, which again is unsure, um, I think Tavares has his uses. Uh, you know, he's very quick. He was good with the ball at his feet. Um, we've seen in France these deliveries into the box, um, very, very good. Again, could be useful for someone like Chris Wood. Um, with Hudson Odoi sat just in front of him, it, it could cause all manner of problems down that Brentford's right hand side. Yeah, I think I think what I like about Tavares is is he will overlap quite happily, and it gives gives Hudson Odoi if he if he goes on that left to to cut in and that. But I. Uh, do you know with the I don't want your opinion on Dominguez and Danilo thing? And Reese, feel free to drop in. Would you like Danilo to maybe make that overlap and run into that left wing spot a bit more, and Dominguez kind of then come and cover in centre midfield to almost I don't know, kind of throw people off, doesn't it? Sometimes where suddenly you've got a centre midfielder running out into that space and and swapping and changing. I don't know if that's something that might get picked up on or not. Yeah, well, Danilo's had pelters this year so far, hasn't he? Um, he's not. He's granted, not. He's not lived up to the hype as he did last year at the moment, has yeah, he? Yeah, he's been below sort of what his standards reached last year. Um, but there's definitely a player in there. I think. I think a lot of people are forgetting he's only 21, 22. Um, yeah. he, he's still young. Again, he's still adapting to the league. But like you say, if we could push him further forward, um, I mean, if we were playing a midfield three, ideally you'd play him as an eight. Um, Linking up on the left hand side with 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 the winger, making making runs in behind Gibbs White, um, like he was last year. Again, he he got three goals on the trot. Um, who was it? Brighton, Southampton was it? Yeah, Brighton, Southampton, and Brentford. Um, so he's shown he's got an eye for goal. He, he's good going forwards, um, but yet to see sort of the the solidity needed to play in a, a two. But I think that's where Yates comes in. Um, I think Yates does a lot of the nitty-gritty work in that midfield too. 
um, defensively that sort of allows Danilo to get on the ball and sort of progress it. I'd just like to see more of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Reese, we're going to bring your line up. Um, you've gone Vlacadimos in goal, Gonzalo Montiel, Felipe fit, Murillo, Toffolo at the back, Dominguez and Yates in midfield, and then the the, the four that we do would like to see, obviously, when I wouldn't use back fit, is um, Elanga, Morgan Gibbs White, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and Chris Wood. We're, we're hoping that Elanga is fit. What what's your thinking thinking with there, and, and what what makes you think that Vlacadimos might keep his spot? Uh, well, this is this is my team. What I said I wanted to play, didn't I? Um, yeah. Well, kind of. So I'll start with the keeper. I mean, it kind of depends, really. I guess on tomorrow night. Um, if Lacadimos makes a few good saves and keeps a clean sheet, then I think he might get a nod. But if it was, you know, if we concede again against Blackpool and he doesn't make any saves again, I think Nuno will probably stick with Turner. I expect him to stick with Montiel, the left back one. I mean, Nuno Tavares is a bit of a kind of forgotten man, isn't he? Um, mm. So that will be, that will be interesting. See if he plays tomorrow night. Um, obviously, because is now at Afcon. I mean, Felipe. I mean, I'm just holding hope on him, but I'd imagine it'll be Joe Worrell. Um, like Alex said earlier, then my concern is just Worrell dealing with a big man in Tony. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of see on that. And again. You know, going to the forward six, I mean, it depends if Alanga's fit. If, you know, I would obviously add Alanga on the right and Hudson Adore on the left. If they are, if Alanga isn't fit, then it's going to be like Hudson Adore on the right and Dominguez probably on that left with Danilo probably in the centre midfield instead. Hmm. So it, it just kind of depends on injuries, don't it? It's kind of really hard to say um, at the minute. I think the goalkeeper's up for debate, the left back's up for debate. I think. That, that three behind Wood, if the fit are going to play. And then you could argue whether it'd be Dominguez and Danilo probably partnering Yates. Um, you know, because Mangala, if the rumours obviously are true and stuff, that kind of, you can't imagine him really being involved much. You'd imagine he might be on the bench, I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll, ju- we'll, just, we'll just have to see him, mate, really. Um, do, do I, both... it, it, I think things depend on tomorrow night, to be honest. A few of yeah. them. Um, because yeah. if, like I say, if, like I said, if Flash and Tavares play really well tomorrow night, then let them keep the shirt for Saturday for me. Hmm. Do you feel a little bit hard done by for, for Nico Williams, chaps? Because I thought he was really good, like previously coming out yeah. Newcastle, made, made 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 a slight error, but but was largely yeah, okay. He, did really he, well against Bournemouth. He's another one who, you know, if he if he played tomorrow, if he played tomorrow night, which is a possibility, he could. Um, I think he probably will do, and if he plays well and he he keeps his shirt for Saturday, I'm 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 absolutely fine with that personally. You know, he's someone we've given stick to on this podcast, and I think at times quite fair because of the money is coming at coming at. Um, and then the last few games he has started, he's shown why we spent that money on him because I think for a period of time he he hasn't shown enough personally, but on the last few games I thought he's been excellent. So. You can feel a little hard done by for him because he, you know, probably was in the best little purple patch of his forest career. But then Montiel's come back and he's also done well. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Good options to have. It gives Nuno a bit of a headache, and we kind of we'll see on tomorrow night because if some of these squad players come in and stink the place out, then they're going to be 
just squad players, aren't they? They'll be on the bench Saturday um, and we'll be back to what we pretty much played against Man United as much as we can. Would, would you ever hate the fact, uh, Alex, of maybe playing Nico Williams in more of an advanced role? So it meant if if, if Alanga isn't fit enough, then Callum Hudson-Odoi can go play on his favoured left-hand side and, and cut and then Williams can be that kind of player that will... Because he likes to get forward. Montiel likes to get forward as well. It kind of... They can both... Chop and change. You kind of don't know who's going forward, then, do you? No, I I, I like Williams. Um, again, I exactly the same as everybody else. I've I've given him some stick at times, um, but with a, a big price tag comes sort of big expectations. He hasn't lived up to it um, completely, but as as Ree said, last few games he's played, he, he's been really really good. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to see him sort of further up the pitch. Um, you know, is again, his delivery into the box is is excellent. Um, he's not he's not afraid of sort of squaring up a man and trying to beat him. Um, but if you can have someone like Montiel overlapping on that right hand side, there's yeah, I think I think there's cause for success there. Um, mm. I could just say the, the team Reesport is the one I'd much rather see. I'd much <laughs> rather see Reesport. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But that's the is it's just what I thought is probably going to be played because I, I, unfortunately I don't think Alanga is going to be fit. Yeah. yeah, Adam, Adam kind of asked me what team I'd play. I did ask him, or what team do you think? Because my team, what I'd play and what I think it'll be, is, is completely different. Yeah. There's probably, it's, probably yeah, four it, or five it, changes. It obviously comes on availability. I mean, my, my yeah, team is pretty much the same as as um, as Alex's, apart from I've had Toffolo at, at left back and 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 that. But and I, and I've gone for Toffolo because I feel like if you if I feel like Brentford will will target Tavares if he's there because of his of his defensive capabilities, maybe. And that, and I feel like Toffolo is a little bit more reserved in that sense. But then again, Dominguez and Danilo can kind of help out, and you've got Murillo on the over on the on the cover there. It's it. I like it because it's because because Nuno's got options, but I also like it because I feel like we we're, we're kind of getting to a point now where you know what he's going to play, and I feel like we've never got that with Steve Cooper, and I think that kind of does help in terms of getting your consistency. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, Reese, you, you come in first for that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've said it on the pod for a while, didn't we, under Steve, that we, we we didn't really know what kind of way we was going to play. But with Nuno, you know, it's going to be pretty much 4-2-3-1 and it's going to be, you know, obviously on the counter-attack with that pacey front three behind Chris, Chris Wood, who's going to kind of be your poacher slash target man, I guess if it's obviously crossed into the box for the headers and then if it's low in the box for the tappings, um, you know, and we've spoken about if a striker can be in the right position for 10 tappings in a season, then we're on to something good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to see. I'll let have it, Alex have a say. Yeah, uh, I'm exactly the same. I think it's it's a lot more predictable to, to see what Nuno's going to do. Um, particularly I know Neocarte is away currently, but he seems to have settled on. Pardon me. <coughs> he seems to have settled on Murillo and Neocarte as a centre back partnership, um, which again, Neocarte has been brilliant the last couple of games. Um, we saw him against Villa, what he can do, what he can be. Um, both are very, very good with their um, with the ball at the feet. Um, <laughs> excuse that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, both very good with the ball at the feet. Um, uh, two left-footed centre-halves isn't a problem to have. Um, they, 
good left-footed centre halves are hard to come by these days, and fortunately, we've got we've got two available to sort of put in the same back four. Hmm. I mean, I think I think what will be interesting to see is because of how Brentford's absentees are whether we maybe take the game to them and be a little bit more progressive in terms of actually like having a foothold and having a lot of the possession maybe because I actually thought the goal that we the opening goal against Man United was actually really well worked and really really patient build up play from from us and I mean Ryan Yates with the the splitting pass into to Alanga before it went to Montiel and, and then before Dominguez put it in it kind of gives me a lot of hope and 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 uh, excitement going forward, really, especially against, especially if we're doing that against sides like Man United, then then it's it bodes really well for for the rest of the season. Let's just hope that the financial stuff and the stuff off the pitch doesn't kind of take centre stage, and the football does all the talking, and 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 we have a good good second half of the season. But I think I think we've kind of hit every nail on the head there, chaps. Um, it's been a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to to Saturday. Might see you both in the crowd down there at the G Tech, or you might be disguised <laughs> as one of the seats that they've that they've got. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? It's, it's a dreadful stadium. I was, I was talking to um, a Brentford fan I know, um, and it, it's criminal that they've moved from Griffin Park because that was by far and away my favourite away day. Yeah, pub on every corner, isn't they? And yeah, it was unbelievable. What, what Again, did, um... terraced in the bottom. Yeah, what did your friend say about the move? Does he not like the new ground? Um, it, obviously, it's bringing it's bringing more fans in, therefore more mm. revenue. Um, but no, I think if you gave every Brentford supporter an option, I think ten out of ten would would choose Griffin Park any day of the week. Yeah, it's, it's similar with us, isn't it? And I, I, I think with us, obviously, with like the main standard, that the facilities aren't up to. Excuse me, up to Premier League standard, but it's just that nostalgia, isn't it? Um, but unfortunately, sometimes in football, you have to kind of go with the times. And I mean, yeah, Brentford's yeah. ground, you know, I liked Griffin Park as well, but it was kind of that derelict one. Too. It was the only other option was to build a new ground. At least with us, we've kind of got like two and a half stands. You'd probably say what are up to scratch <laughs> if they if they obviously raise the Bridgeford up. So, well, yeah, it, yeah, it, well it, Griffin. Griffin Park was a it, it was a League One slash two ground oh, at best, yeah. but it, it was yeah. it was again the it was the last of a it's very you know, similar the, to Canworth Road and exactly that. Yeah. Um last, character last football grounds is just dis, mm. disappearing. Um yeah. it's it's a shame to see it, but yeah, like you say, I hope we never move. Um but if, if the ownership accommodate that and feel it's gonna gonna increase our revenue to do. Who are we to say no? It's um, it's one of those. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Reese Reese said one one on the pod, I believe, wasn't it, Reese? Uh, two two. Um, Desmond, uh, Alex, what's what's your score prediction? Because we've we've gave ours, so it's only right that we give you your say. I am going to go two one Forest. Two one Forest. Hopefully, that will come to fruition. Get Brentford down closer to the bottom. Um, and as up that uh, up up the league, uh, that would be lovely. Uh, and a and a positive start. Oh well, a continuing good start to to twenty twenty four. Hopefully, we'll go through in the cup and you get your little trip to Ashton oh, Gate, Reese. Ironically, they've just gone ahead, Brampton. Oh, have they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wolves um, are going to be fuming about that. And it's actually Nathan Collins as well. He's played for Wolves, isn't he? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, just scored. He had right. a stinker in the first leg, didn't he? Was it the first leg or the league game? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. League game, it was. He was dreadful. 
I've I've not watched much of Brentford this season, to be honest. Apart from obviously when we play them, I don't. Oh well, I don't bother watching that. Um, (laughs) Very, very rare. Um, No, I don't. I generally, I can't really remember watching on Sky this season. So mm, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just looking at a few of their possession. Sorry, Adam. Just looking at a few of their possession stats and like they got beat at home the other week by Wolves four-one, but they still had like over sixty percent possession. So all right, fair enough. Well, so the counter attack yeah, might be the way to go for us. Yeah, definitely. That was the game I was referring to. Mm. Um, but it, it, thinking about it, sort of off off the court, Brentford have got mistaken defensively. If that Wolves mm. game's anything to go by, because there was two or three defensive mistakes that led to goals there, high pressure, and yeah, go for it and see what we can do. I don't think they fancy their keeper either, that Flecken. I mean, I oh, think they said they should no, have saved the Dominguez goal at like, yeah, home. Yeah, it was so. a strange one. That was one. I think you could have. You know, kind of got a Rizzler paper, couldn't you? Under his jump, really. Um, <laughs> very Peter Shilton against Maradona kind of jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we know how much he loves to hear about that. Um, <laughs> jump tire. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that, that's that's going to be it for for this one on on Red Side Trend. Um, Alex, thanks very much for for coming on and and chatting to us. Um, Thanks know, for having me on. I know, I know yeah, you're, no very problem, pop- you're very popular on 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 the X, as the as the kids call well, it these days. I wouldn't say popular. Oh, I mean, I mean, you cause a stir, <laughs> and I quite like it. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll get you on more for some more housery. <laughs> yeah, it's been All a right. pleasure talking to you, boys. No worries, uh, Reese. See you Sunday for the review. Um, yeah. Hope, hope you're hugging in each, each other in the stands come come, uh, <laughs> come about half seven or whatever that we've won. Um, that, that'll be a change for me, won't it, in the way yeah, ends? Definitely. Well, we'll see you in the next one. Come on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.